I was there 40 years ago when Consumers Power said, we give the regulatory obstacles, the political nonsense, uh, the extreme expense, the endless delays. And they pulled the plug on the planned nuclear plant for Midland, Michigan. And since then, no one, no utility, no entity has tried to build a new nuclear plant here in the state of Michigan and very few elsewhere. Well, that could change. As news broke yesterday, that not only does the company that owned the Palisades plant over on the southwest side of the state want to reopen uh, to decommission the decommissioning, but they also want to perhaps add two new reactors. What would that mean for the nuclear industry and for the state of Michigan and its quest for clean power? Uh, Joey Andrews is the state representative representing the Michigan's 38th district in St. Joseph. He is a Democrat and he joins us live this morning uh, to talk about jobs and what's changed, why the timing is so right. Uh, Representative Andrews, good morning to you. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So why why is the timing right for this? Is, is, is you have uh, wargamed this and you've talked to the folks at Holtec, why do they think that this will be accepted and that a lot of those obstacles won't be there 40 years hence. Uh, You know, I think we've seen sort of this shift over the last couple of years and even in the last, you know, couple of years since the decommissioning on public perception around nuclear energy Um, as, you know, climate change has gotten worse and we're seeing the impacts of that and we're trying to figure out how to produce enough clean energy to, you know, power our lifestyles. Uh, it's it's pretty hard to get there without some large source of generation, and nuclear is the best at that. And, you know, when the, the Palisades plant was decommissioned, it was a huge blow to the industry and to a lot of climate advocates who, you know, see that nuclear is the way we get rid of coal plants and gas plants and that sort of thing. So I, I think that public perception has shifted uh, in a pretty big way, and the technology uh, for these small modular reactors has really started to progress um, rapidly in recent years. So I, I think it's just sort of, uh, you know, an, an idea whose time has uh, come again uh, in a lot of ways. And Representative, I know you say the decision to put $150 million in state funding toward reopening the facility is paying even greater dividends. Explain. Yeah, um, so we're, you know, we put this $150 million in the budget towards the reopening the plant. Um, the, the plant, the owners themselves are putting nearly a billion dollars into the reopening as well. So um, we're not the only people ponying up on this, but we're looking at when the plant is repowered, uh, over five to 600 uh, six-figure jobs in the local community, um, plus another 12 to 1,500 jobs when they do the refueling outages. So a huge, huge job creator. Uh, for the investment and the tax revenue that the plant generates uh, is irreplaceable for the school, the community college, the local township, which is quite small and rural otherwise, um, as well as the county and uh, Van Buren County where it's situated is um, a relatively poor county. So the tax base that the plant represents for them is uh, is huge deal uh, and it's, it's going to generate much more um, in terms of the jobs and the tax revenue than, than we're putting into it. This would be the first in the nation small modular reactor generating plant, or SMR, and it's built as the next generation of nuclear. Can you explain in layman's terms how that works? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the traditional reactors that we're used to seeing, um, like what Palisades, you know, is today, 
um, or like Cook, uh, the Cook plant further south of my district is, are these, you know, sort of gigantic power plants with usually, you know, a thousand or more megawatts of generation. Um, they take, you know, 10 plus years to build, uh, you know, the, the things that everybody's used to thinking of. Uh, the SMRs, the small modular reactors, are basically compact reactors. In the case of the ones that Holtec's looking at here, they're like 300 megawatts, sometimes smaller than that. Uh, and the idea is that uh, you can build these things on an assembly line, essentially, in a factory, so you don't have to build them on site, so it reduces the cost pretty dramatically, um, as well as the time to build. Uh, they're also, because they're more compact, uh, they're safer. Um, not that nuclear plants aren't already, but um, there's virtually no meltdown risk when you're working at the scale of small modular reactors. Um, they burn fuel significantly longer than old reactors do, so the waste byproduct is usually less. Uh, so it's just a number of benefits, and um, it's it's sort of like the next evolution in the technology. Um, as the industry is looking at how can you deploy uh, nuclear energy in a you know a more wide and efficient way. But speak to the, the perception problem here. Uh, we had Three Mile Island in 79, Chernobyl in 86, Fukushima, um, and, and going back to Fermi 1, uh, for heaven's sakes. How do you get past the, 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 the perception of a lack of safety, especially that we have seen kind of a rebirth of this whole not-in-my-backyard idea uh, with a number of plants, of, 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 I mean, even some benign manufacturing plants that people, you know, if they're opposed to them, will manufacture fear. It, you know, there's there's always going to be people like that um, who, you know, they, they don't want something near them. Um, and at power plants, I think, always have always kind of been that way. Uh, I, will, I will say over here at um, the covert plant, uh, the, the community has been really supportive of the repowering and, uh, you know, they're excited about the prospect of uh, expanding the plant too. They understand uh, what it means in terms of jobs and investment. But um, I think, you know, when you look at the, the some of the old, you know, Three Mile Island type events, you're talking about an old technology. We've, mm -hmm. we've updated safety standards well beyond that. Um, and even uh, with Fukushima, when I did a recent tour of the uh, Cook plant here, they have a whole offsite facility that they call their um, their Fukushima Readiness Center, basically. And the idea is that in the event of uh, a disaster similar uh, to a Fukushima, whether it's an earthquake or, you know, a, a meteor impact, right, it's just something crazy out of the ordinary that disables the coolant system, they have this whole offsite facility where they keep um, heavy equipment, fully fueled, um, fully maintained. They, they check them, you know, regularly to make sure they're working so that they can disaster response, clear any wreckage out of the way, um, which was really the issue at Fukushima is that nobody right. could get to the plant. So I, I think I encourage everybody to try and get a tour of, uh, of one of these facilities. We have a couple in Michigan that are, you know, accessible. Uh, and I, I think once you do, y your perception on how safe these things are really will change. I mean, they okay. the, when they do these when they do these outages, they they like go down to the um, the nuts and bolts in terms of like you know making oh. sure everything is safe and ready. Yeah, I I've, I was I was at the uh, the Fermi too when they had a scram event, and it was a very minor thing, but they shut it down instantly. Joey Andrews, we thank you for uh, your your well of knowledge on this. It's a great proof of concept. We'll see where it goes. Thanks for your time. 